Welcome to Slingstones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey. Before we begin this week's episode, we want to highlight an upcoming event through Healing Care Ministries. The Come Away With Me Retreat is designed to provide you with healing experiences by helping you connect with God, connect to your truest self, and others on the journey. All of this is facilitated by our team of compassionate and highly trained caregivers. Through this seven-day retreat, participants will experience individual care, guided small groups, and interactive teaching sessions. This event will occur on July 23rd through July 30th at the Healing Care Center in West Salem. For more information, please visit our website at healingcare.org. And now your host, Terry Wardle. I want to thank all of you that have allowed me to mention the opportunity to give to Healing Care Ministries to support Slingstones. Some of you have already done that, and I am very, very grateful. No manipulation. Don't want to tell big stories to try to make you give. Just present this opportunity that it's a ministry. Uh, It goes out around the globe. We have a lot of followers. It's something that could use your financial support. It will always be free. Always. But if you feel the Holy Spirit leading you, you just go to the Healing Care Ministries website. You'll find a place on there where it says donate. Go ahead and click on that. You'll see general fund. Put in the amount that you'd like to give. If you'd like to send us a note, there's an address that you can find. Send us a note. Let us know how you're doing. And maybe some topics you'd be interested in me talking about. There's a lot of resources here. I think there's over 350 uh, Slingstones podcasts that are still available. Anyhow, to those that have given, thank you. To those that are considering it, do as God leads and may God's grace be all over you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be even a colony of heaven here through the Slingstones podcast. Lord, I view this as somewhat of a congregation that I get to spend time with, and I'm extremely grateful that I do. Lord, guide me as I share some thoughts today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, sometimes it may be a little difficult to bring some teachings of Scripture together when it appears as though they contradict each other. Now, we know that one of the things that Jesus said is that you've got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the piece I want to talk to you about, loving yourself. And how do we square loving ourselves with the teaching of Jesus regarding self-denial? That, that's important. And I think there's been some very unhealthy teaching about what self-denial is all about. And I'd like to just say a couple words about it. But first, I'm going to just read the scripture that comes from Matthew 16. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? What can you exchange for your soul? And then he says, The Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according 
to what he or she has done. Now, this scripture has been preached many, many times, and I'm sure I've preached it myself. And one of the things that I think is problematic is that many times people take this scripture to mean that, well, in essence, I don't matter. My feelings don't matter, my wants don't matter, my passions don't matter, my dreams don't matter, that I need to be dead to all of that if I'm going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. That that's what it means for Jesus to ask us to, to carry our own cross and to deny ourselves. And some people have kind of referred to this as worm theology, that I have to see myself as an unworthy worm and that anything that I am to do is to be surrendered to the purposes of God because in essence, I don't matter. Well, first, let me say, I don't see that in the life of Jesus. Oh, I see him surrendering. I see him dying. I see that he doesn't use power for personal gain. I see that he looks out for the interests of others. All of these are very, very healthy. But I also see that he set boundaries, that he expressed his own feelings, that he wouldn't allow other people to cause him to compromise what he believed was right, that he had the values of the kingdom and was highly committed to them, inflexible even, that he was a person of great compassion and that that great compassion for others to some degree grew out of his willingness to, if you will, love himself. Now, look, it's clear we should not be selfish. We need to be generous. It's not good to be egotistical. We have to be humble. These are qualities of the kingdom. We don't want to be a narcissist that is completely captured by our own image. We want to be outward looking. As scripture tells us in several places, looking for the interests of others. But at the same time, part of the idea of being able to love ourselves means recognizing that we have worth. I mean, doesn't Jesus coming and dying for you in itself talk about the fact that you have worth and that it's not unhealthy to exercise self-esteem, to recognize that you've been made in the image of God and to know that your feelings, they matter, your likes, your dislikes. It's all very important that you're allowed to set boundaries with people and that boundaries are healthy for you and they're healthy for other folks. You may remember recently I did a podcast on the fact that your life is hidden with Christ. Look how important who you are is that Christ is hiding the essence of your life with him within the Trinity And all of this, I think, is something that's important for us to recognize that when we are called to love ourselves, it's very healthy psychologically. It's part of a good developmental process that we're not always judging ourselves, but we can recognize that God has placed within us wonder 
And we've received that by grace, but it's still true. There's wonder inside of us, and we are the stewards of that wonder. I had a professor when I was doing my doctoral work out in Fuller. His name was Ray Anderson, brilliant man. As a matter of fact, I not only had him as a professor, but I also had him as my dissertation advisor, and he was absolutely brilliant. He read a book, wrote a book called The Foundations of Ministry, and quite frankly, it was about 500 pages, and I could barely read one page at a time. It was so dense with philosophy and theology. But he had a great, great love for the Lord. But he wrote these words, <clears throat> and it has to do with the whole idea of dying to self. He said this, Is the core of the human self really so corrupt that it must be valued as worthless and replaced by a Christ self? Or is the self's deepest longing for fulfillment, the longing for value, an intrinsic aspect of the image of God, which has become disempowered and cast back upon itself in a backlash of negative and self-defeating perceptions and actions? That's, that's a powerful statement. Because there have been and maybe are teachings that the idea of self-denial is the absolute eradication of me and the distinction of me so that all that people see is Jesus. But I think it's much more accurate when Jesus is calling us to love ourselves to recognize that growing in the image of Christ also means allowing the wonder of what God has placed inside of us to awaken and to come to the surface and to be able to have a certain amount of self-esteem and self-worth as opposed to self-contempt and self-judgment. I mean, the world... There's no question. The world's constantly pounding on us about the need to measure up. And on the other hand, there's no doubt that we wander and we skin our knees and we fail. But there is deep inside of those of us that are here listening an amazing deposit of God so that the very distinct wonder of who we are can come forth. If God is so interested in things being distinct, that he would make every fingerprint different, every snowflake different, has 300,000 different forms of beetles alone. Don't you think that he has planted a uniqueness inside of you? That he wants you to accept and to nurture through the Holy Spirit and even learn to love yourself on your journey. of formation with Jesus. Which brings us back to the question, well then, if that's the case, what is self-denial? Is it saying my feelings don't matter, my dreams, my passions? I don't believe that. I think self-denial is more about God's desire that you would join him in the mission of turning what is ugly into things that are beautiful. And that, yes, you have 
your own dreams of what you'd like to do with your life. But could it be that those gifts, that wonder that you kind of see steering in this direction, needs to be surrendered to God in order that it might be used for the advancement of his kingdom, that other people might be set free. That self-denial and the carrying of a cross is not to be interpreted as though there's nothing about me that has worth and that it all needs to die, and then Jesus simply works through me. Or does it have to do with the constant growing through the Holy Spirit to appreciate the uniqueness that is you and to allow God to bring this to the surface and then use it to his glory. And one of the things that Jesus says in that passage that in the end there will be a reward and many times that reward is the recognition that, wow, God, I'm so glad I went this direction. There were other things I had thought I would do before I was a Christian and when I got my degree and enrolled in graduate school. And then there came a time when I felt I needed to lay that down, just my little form of saying to God, what is your will? And I can look at it today and say, I am so glad. God knew so much better than I. What would bring joy and satisfaction and fruitfulness? And yes, there's a cost. I didn't go in the direction I had thought. But there also is joy. And I think this is important for us because we can hold in creative tension these two teachings. You are to love yourself. And in doing that, it's going to impact the way you see other people and impact the way you love God. It also is important that you recognize that all the wonder of you, which is allowed to come forth, can be surrendered to the purposes of God to advance his kingdom and to help other people find the joy of living the Christian life. God bless you. You're so important to God.